Greetings friends, my name is Jeremy Walker and I am a pastor at Maidenbower Baptist Church in Crawley in West Sussex in the southeast of England. I've also had the privilege of presenting Through the Eyes of Spurgeon, a media gratii documentary about that Victorian pastor-preacher and the subject of the podcast that you're listening to at the moment. More recently, I've been doing a vodcast or podcast called A Word in Season, also now distributed by Media Gratii, a series of five-minute devotionals, which I hope if you were to listen to them, you might find a blessing to your soul. But today I want to introduce you to a new podcast called From the Heart of Spurgeon. I'll explain what we're about, what we're trying to do, and then hopefully you'll be ready to join in in some form with us. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine asked how long would it take to read the sermons of Charles Haddon Spurgeon at the rate of one a day. So we made sure we knew which series we were talking about and identified that we're concentrating on something called the New Park Street Pulpit and then the Metropolitan Tabernacle Pulpit. Now, the new Park Street pulpit is six volumes, named after the chapel which Spurgeon preached in when he first arrived in London. And then the Metropolitan Tabernacle pulpit relates to the building which was built later on, where he continued to preach, gathering a congregation of several thousand each week. And the new Park Street pulpit with the Metropolitan Tabernacle pulpit together make up 63 volumes. And a calculation suggested that it would take just less than 10 years to read through all those sermons at the rate of one a day. Now, I know that sounds like a big ask, but I was fairly easily goaded into agreeing that we would attempt to do that beginning on the 1st of January 2021. And because that conversation took place in public, others were showing interest in joining with us. So we set up a Twitter feed, at Reading Spurgeon, to see if others would join with us. And as that became a little more uh, popular, we mentioned it to some friends, and Media Gratii suggested that it might be a good idea to help people along to encourage them with some other resources that we could use to make this a little easier, a little bit more palatable, just to pave the way for people. So, what is the plan? Well, as I've mentioned, the plan is that on the 1st of January 2021, anybody who would like to will be able to join in with reading through, first of all, the new Park Street pulpit, at the rate of one a day, and then to keep going into the Metropolitan Tabernacle pulpit, God willing, if we're ready to do that once we finish those first six volumes. Now again, we recognise that not everybody would be able or perhaps willing to read a sermon every day, and we recognise that that's quite a challenge. And therefore, as well as identifying on that Twitter feed the Sermons for the Week, we'll also try and recommend one particular sermon from among them that if you are only going to read one, we think it could be profitably that particular sermon. And hopefully that way, others will be able to keep pace and to enjoy some of the benefits of the scheme without having to read everything. Now, where will you find this material? 
Well, Spurgeon had, in his day, particular publishers called Passmore and Alabaster, and they were the ones who published those sermons in the original volumes. They were circulated as penny pulpit editions, one at a time, and then Passmore and Alabaster put them together in these uh, annuals, if you like. And they are the best editions. They're the ones that Spurgeon himself edited week by week. Now, the Banner of Truth have published some of those volumes, uh, and some of them are still swimming around on the second-hand market. If you can find them, uh, they're, they're fine. They're good editions. And they've also done some uh, other Spurgeon publications as well. Pilgrim Publications in the United States do a beautiful edition, not just of the new Park Street pulpit and the Metropolitan Tabernacle pulpit, uh, but others of Spurgeon's works. Uh, they've got all 63 volumes in lovely hardbound editions, but they might need a nudge on one or two volumes that are currently out of print as they tend to print them uh, in cycles. If you're uh, willing to read electronically on a screen, then Logos Bible Software have all the sermons for about $150. You can also find PDFs online, and there are some modernized editions online as well. Some, it should be said, a little better, some not so great. But we'll try, if you want to go to at Reading Spurgeon, to make sure that you know where to find the next volume and which sermons we're reading at any given time. But why would we do this? Why might you want to do this? Well, it's because of what Spurgeon was and is as a preacher of Christ Jesus. Spurgeon holds Christ constantly before us. It's part of his particular genius as a preacher, but also a reflection of his heart as a Christian. Spurgeon loves the Lord Jesus Christ and he has this particular gift for uh, finding him, seeing him clearly, plainly and warmly in the scriptures and that's good for our souls. It's also good to read Spurgeon's sermons because he preached a full-orbed gospel. He followed the scriptures wherever it took him. He preached with force and with vigour. He left nothing out which he believed. And the, the truth then that he brings to bear upon our soul is, is so useful and so helpful. It reminds us that so much modern gospeling is anemic. It's bland. It's dull. It's cool. Spurgeon preaches a sovereign God truly saving sinners. It's good to read Spurgeon's sermons also because he's acknowledged as a master of his craft. And when I use that language, I don't want you just to think that Spurgeon is a gifted professional. I mean that under God, Spurgeon knows how to preach. He has a real knack for it. His handling of the material, the liveliness of his sermons, it's, it's wonderful for us to be able, in effect, to sit under this man of God. And so it teaches us how to preach and what to expect from preaching. If you often inhabit the pulpit, then Spurgeon will be a wonderful example and a guide to you, not just, perhaps not even primarily, in terms of uh, substance and structure and style. 
He may not always be your perfect guide with regard to exegesis, but he will teach you the the very spirit and soul of preaching. And if you are more often in the pew, then Spurgeon will help you to understand what to expect of preaching. Not please to hold up your pastor alongside a Spurgeon and to say you ought to be like him, because when Spurgeon was made that the mould was broke, as so often with some of the great ministers of the gospel in the past. And truly, the same would be true with regard to your own pastor. He's his own man. But how could you pray for him? How could you uh, encourage him? What would you expect from him? What does faithfulness look like and sound like in the ministry? These things will come as you read Spurgeon. Spurgeon also reminds us, encourages us and exhorts us in the ways that we need to be reminded and encouraged and exhorted. Spurgeon will never leave you where he finds you. There's no passivity in the preaching and there's to be no passivity in the hearing. And it's also eminently devotional. It will warm your soul as you gaze with Spurgeon upon his beloved Christ. And for that reason, we want you to join with us in some way in reading and hearing about the Christ whom Spurgeon preached, the from the heart preaching of Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Now, the intention is that these podcasts will be a help in that. We're going to try try and do them about once a week, uh, maybe a little bit less than that, but the aim is to do maybe 15 or 20 minutes. We want to give a taster of the material that's been read that week and dive perhaps particularly into one sermon uh, that will be of particular help and survey it and work through it and draw out some of its themes and applications. When we finish the particular volumes, we might try and uh, look over them as a whole and uh, work out some of the Uh, particular blessings that we've found in them. And from time to time, Media Gratii have suggested that we do what we're going to call lively readings of those sermons. It's important to remember that Spurgeon was a preacher and just reading off the page doesn't necessarily give you the, uh, the verve and the force of a man in the pulpit. Now, we want to be careful. We're not going to indulge in theatrics or dramatics. There's no intention of giving a performance of a sermon. But neither do we want to give a a flat and monotonous rendition. In fact, I recall a, a pastor who was approached by a younger man who was really struggling with any kind of pulpit liveliness. He was just a wet fish in the pulpit, the poor man. And the older pastor said to him, I'd like you to go away and read some Spurgeon out loud. Well, the the young man did. And uh, when he came back, the the older man asked him to to read a Spurgeon sermon to him. And he did with, with force and with feeling and with liveliness. And the preacher asked him, well, why don't you preach like that? And the man answered, well, I'm not Spurgeon. The point was that He's preaching the same truth, he's preaching the same Christ, and he should preach with the same liveliness. And that's something that we want to capture. 
not then a theatrical performance, but neither a flat and monotonous rendition. These lively readings, we hope, will give you a sense of Spurgeon as a preacher, and you can already find some of those under the heading From the Heart of Spurgeon at the sermonaudio.com website. Media Gratii will also be uh, putting some of those out, God willing. So, how then can you get involved? Well, I'd suggest that if you'd like to join us in reading Spurgeon, first of all, work out how long it might take you to read a sermon. It might be 10 or 15 minutes, it might be closer to half an hour, and that will help you to understand what kind of commitment you're going to make, whether it's one a day, whether it's one a week, or perhaps something in between. I'd also recommend that perhaps you find a particular time. As with so many things, a a holy habit will be good to form. One thing I would say, though, is that I don't think for a moment that Spurgeon would want his sermons to displace your time in reading the scriptures and praying. If you want to add them to a devotional routine, wonderful. But read your Bible before you read Spurgeon. Read the Word of God before you read a man preaching from the Word of God. But perhaps the same time each day, using that same block. If you want to read aloud for yourself, that might help. We'll say a little bit more about that another time. But just listen to them as sermons, read them as sermons, and let the truth do its work in your soul. And let Spurgeon's humanity have its impact upon you, whether that's his earnestness or his humour or whatever else it might be. Spurgeon will, I hope, do you good as you read him and hear something of him. And I hope that this podcast from the heart of Spurgeon will be a help to you, either as a reader or just to Uh, listen along and to hear some of what we're going to learn from Spurgeon as a Christian, as a Christian man, and as a Christian minister. Now, if you'd like to do that, as I say, please subscribe to this podcast and please follow us on at Reading Spurgeon on on Twitter. And then please also remember, that Media Gratii survives and thrives not on plans and projects, but on people and purpose. So uh, what we would love you to do is to support Media Gratii in some way, because they're not just about another podcast. We genuinely want you to uh, learn of Christ by the work that is done, not just in this podcast, but some of the other resources. But Media Gratii do need support. They do products that are worth buying, and I am sure that they would appreciate any other demonstrations of appreciation. But the main point of this podcast is not to exalt Charles Spurgeon. It's not to glorify him or any other man. It's not to just draw attention to him as an historical relic of some kind. We are looking at what comes from the heart of Spurgeon because Spurgeon was taken up with Jesus Christ. And we simply want, if you like, to look through his eyes into the scriptures, to hear from his words about the Lord God 
about his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and to know something of the blessing of his ministry. Not again that we can simply marvel at the gifts he had, at the numbers of uh, people who gathered around him, at the extent of the work that he accomplished, at the courage that he showed, or, or anything else, but that we might trace back through Spurgeon's labours to the God whom he served. It is not the minister that we concentrate upon, but rather his master. It is the Christ that Spurgeon preached so effectively, so blessedly, so clearly and so earnestly to which we want to draw your attention. And I hope then that you will consider subscribing to this podcast and following along with us as we read Spurgeon. And from his heart, we learn more about his Lord and Saviour, and I trust yours as well, our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us again soon.